Three square meals and a homebrew or two. Airbnb is the place for you. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Air D&D, where you can kick back, relax, and learn about all things D&D with your host, Jordan. And Jenny. You can also visit both of us on Sunday nights on Twitch, streaming our campaign at twitch.tv slash chaosconductors. Before we welcome you to your room, we want to thank our sponsors. Dungeon Depths. You can find D&D-themed t-shirts, stickers, and more at etsy.com slash shop slash dungeon depths. And Ambient Realms, where you can find ambient RPG tracks and sound effects to use for all of your tabletop needs. Just type in ambientrealms.com and you're there. Let's get you a room to stay in. Looks like you'll be in room number D&D and me, Riley edition. Hey Riley. Hey Jordan. How are you? I'm doing quite well yourself. You know, I'm alright. You know, I'm very, very excited to be recording another podcast. I'm excited to be recording my second podcast I've recorded in my life. Second? Yes. Tell me about the first. So back years ago, back when young Riley was just just a wee hatchling. Just a boy. Just just a youngin. Um, Friends and I, we did... um, I think it was called Thorn's Attic. Um, the, the guy who ran the podcast's name was Thorn, and uh, it was his attic was where he, he was a aspiring video producer and whatnot. And we recorded podcasts. I think we actually did several of them, but uh, I'm just going to go with one because I can't remember how many actually recorded. <laughs> I recorded at least one. I did several videos and other things as well. Hmm. So you can't remember what you actually recorded, though? I was just talking about random... What nots and who has. <laughs> what have yous? Yes, basically. Okay. Well, then, cool. I'm 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 glad that I can actually give you your first uh, podcast experience that you'll hopefully remember, and that later when you have the next one, you're not like you know, yeah, I had this one with Jordan, but yeah, I don't remember what it was about, you know, and the what have yous. Perfect. I don't even, <laughs> don't even think the other one is even posted online anymore. Good. Probably 15 years ago. Because they're shit in comparison. I, I, well, yes. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) It is quite likely. Okay, so, Riley here, for the lovely listeners at at, at home or in your car, wherever you're listening to this, I don't know, I don't, it doesn't matter matter to me where you're listening, Uh, Riley is loot from our Shadows of Zethrus campaign. And as such, he, uh, you know, knows a thing or two about D&D, and yeah. that, that is mostly what we're gonna, going to talk about here, you know, on air D&D. So, Riley, how did, you, how did you get started with D&D? So, it depends on how you ask that question. There's one way that I got started, which was kind of role-playing, and it was kind of D&D, and I was told it was D&D, but there was no rule book. There, was, there weren't any dice. There was a character sheet-ish, hmm. but um, it was very off-the-cuff, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, or the first time I ever played real D&D was with you. You know, I feel like there are a lot of different styles of D&D out there, and I've like I've read online about styles where the DM will just roll all the dice for the players, 
and just like tell them what happens because then you know they don't know what they got so it's like a surprise i guess yeah anyways i think it's real D&D. Yeah. D &D. Regar regardless of when you started it, if you're role-playing, you're doing this thing, it's fine. Yeah, I guess if you think of it that way, the first way I played it was more within the mind. There was much less to deal with actual dice and what was going on on the board, because there was no board. Mm -hmm. This took place back when I was going through basic training in the military. We weren't allowed to have books, games, dice, or anything of the sort. I hope your military sergeant isn't, li isn't listening. I don't know. I don't know ranks. It is, it a, is it a sergeant? It was a drill sergeant. Drill so sergeant. Okay, cool. cool. sergeant, first class. Dope. Yeah, matters. But, um, yeah, no, uh, so we crafted our own dice out of paper. and um, That's dedication. We, yeah. And we had to crumble them up and flatten them because we that would be contraband if we were caught in it. We weren't even allowed oh to Oh, my God. So dice was no go. So you take a normal piece of paper and it's fine. Yeah. But then you fold that bad boy, you origami that, and now it's contraband? Yeah, because then we, we had dice on it. Well, because they didn't want people to do gambling and, or anything like that, where our mindsets were supposed to be set on the one goal, which is accomplishing the mission. And D&D was not the mission at the time. But we made it. You know, I'm going to go off topic because I'm actually interested. What do you have in, in, in those situations to actually gamble? Uh, you, you are making money. So you have real money that you can gamble, or you can gamble stuff you have. So like um, you, they you get you get paid and you have your money like on you and stuff. Some people do. Some people because um, we can visit the commissary about once a month, and some people just pull all their money out in cash. I knew one kid that literally didn't trust banks, and he would as soon as he got paid would go to the ATM and sit on it under his bed. I was like, that's not safe, and he's like, yeah, that's not safe. Like, banks aren't safe. Yeah, but but it's there just for anyone to take. Right. So, whatever. That that was his choice in life. Okay. But uh, no, you you could gamble money, or you could gamble little things. Your your life. Yes, I guess you could gamble your life, but it'd be a little knickknacks here and there. It'd be like, oh, I'll cover your fire guard shift tonight. So fire guards, we have to stay awake for an hour in the middle of the night to make sure no bad guys come around or do anything. Mm. You know, same, same thing in D&D. You know, you got to have people pulling shifts at night. You know, not everybody has a warforged who doesn't sleep. You definitely don't want the bad guys. Yeah, uh, you don't want those crazy bad guys or those owl bears attacking you. <laughs> it, it happens, dude. Like, it's, it's rough. You know, I got attacked by an owl bear once. Yeah? I was never the same. Uh, it'll, it'll get you. Yeah. I became uh, part owl bear. Really? Yeah. That's actually, I feel like that's a bonus. We're, we're, we're all there. <laughs> <laughs> we're all there. We're all there. Uh, I can, I can, I, I now have the power of, uh, uh turning my head. Oh. That's... I can, I can turn it about 180 degrees to the left. Oh, perfect. And about 180 degrees to the right. That sounds useful in situations where you need to turn your head 180 degrees. Yeah. And I grow body hair. That is also useful. I don't grow body hair. Mm. I just uh, cast illusions to make people think I have body hair. That's what... Got it. Yeah. That, make, that makes so much more that's, sense. That's what's always so bright. All right. So and what about your, your second D&D? <laughs> uh, your, your second D&D 
what what you called real D and D. My second D and D experience, or my real D and D experience, was I was extremely obstinate to the situation. I was informed by a very close friend that hey, I'm, that they were playing D and D and they wanted me to join, and I was like, I was very obstinate because I was still like, I was still dealing with a lot of personal stuff and trying not to be a nerd. I had grown up my life being trying to. Like, I've always been into, like, nerdy things, like anime, sci-fi, all of the above. But I've always been shunned for it. My family was very, like, what the heck's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. So, because of that, I spent a lot of my life hiding it. So, I was holding off on doing these things. Right now, the only one that I'm holding off on is World of Warcraft and LARPing. LARPing, I'm actually 100% for if I can find my group. (laughs) That's because I did it when I was a Boy Scout, so... But, um, so, um, I walked into it, and the whole, you, you remember, I was being a little stick in the mud about it, I was like, oh, you know, just pick whatever you want from me, you know, this game is stupid, y'all are just nerds. Oh, so like, so like, this, this close friend that brought you to the game, the game was my game? It was your game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, listeners, uh, Riley came and sat down at the table, and he's like... Oh, you get a bunch of nerds. <laughs> he's like, fine, just just like pick a class for me and whatever. And I didn't even know that Riley was coming until he walked through the door. And uh, I'm like, okay, I guess I have another player. All right, fine. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna gonna be rude and just be like, sorry, man. I only prepped for you know six six people. You can't you can't play. So I was like, all right, think on my feet quick and then uh they were like well we don't have a cleric <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened and like i felt like i feel more bad now I, did, I thought you were aware that i was coming but regardless like no like the beginning of it that was just like they're like yeah cleric you're a hermit roll some dice i was like cool roll some dice here's what your stats should be here's some spells you should have luckily being a cleric you're not stuck with the spells you have so you know I could pick some shitty spells up front and I could change them out after a long rest. That was, you know, other than my cantrips and whatnot. Um, uh, Granted, you guys helped me out and I picked some really good cantrips and whatnot, Mm -hmm. so those were pretty clutch. Um, For the the, the DMs out there who are, like, you know, rolling their eyes into the back of their head, uh, the close friend that that brought Riley on, we, I think it was still, like, the first or second it was the second session that they had ever played, so I don't think that they had a, a great understanding of, like, how much work and stuff goes into, you know, making that. They were kind of still in, like, the, oh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a board game, but different mindset. So bring, bringing in Riley was like, it's like, yeah, I'll just, you know, it's a board game. It's come on, come on and, yeah, come on and play, whatever. It can't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, but yeah, so like the main thing was then after, so we started playing the game, and I think we, we were in town, and I think we went after some goblins and whatnot. And I remember, just remember playing it, and I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Like the fact that I have to actually think on my feet, I have to think outside of the box, you have to work together as a team to try to figure things out, you have to strategize. We weren't doing much of that back then, so I can see the potential for it. I feel like a lot, a lot of new new groups or like players that are, you know, new to D and D have have trouble with that in the beginning. Yeah, 
Because it's like, you know, I don't even know what my own character does, yeah. let alone everyone else's. And, you know, it's, there's five stages of teamwork, and we were just in the storming phase right then. And, you know, it, it worked out, though. You know, if you just got to if you push through it, and as long as you guys work together, you'll make it through. Like, yeah, it, get, it gets difficult sometimes, and sometimes you're just like, really? So we just walked into a bar, and you felt like shooting the bartender in the face. Why? <laughs> but, you know, you maybe that's the character flaw there. So maybe, mm-hmm. Or maybe sometimes that's the player's fault, and you just need to sit down with the player and be like, what's up? Because uh, everybody's looking for something different out of D&D. Some people yeah. are looking to it for a story. Some people are looking to it for action. Other people are just looking to escape. Mm-hmm. So what, what were, uh, well, before I get to what you were looking for or what you look for now, I want to know uh, at what point did it stop being like, oh, this, this game, you know, uh, and, 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 and like it clicked that this is something that I'm enjoying and that I actively want to come back to. It's probably about an hour and a half in. And into that first session? Into that first session. <laughs> uh, I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like the people I'm hanging out with. Let me try it out. And then we had another session. And I was like, this is really cool. And I was messaging one of, I used to run a Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. And one of my admin, I was talking to him because he runs D&D games. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm playing D&D now. And he, like, I told him the very first time I played with you. And like, actually, hey, uh, he was helping me build out my character and whatnot. Um, after, after the session, I had a good backstory and whatnot. So he was like, well, you should just join my game. I'm like, dude, I just started my first D&D session. I'm not going <laughs> to hop onto another game. Um, after the second session, I was like, what do I need? What do you, like, what do you need in your party? And he was like, oh, and then he was like, just whatever you want to play. So I ended up, after that second session, I was already in another D&D game. That one I was playing online through Roll20, which is super awesome for people that can't actually meet, meet in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, it was, I played a... Barbarian? Bar, yeah, I was a barbarian. Um, Goliath? Yeah, I think it was Human? A, no, it wasn't half. I think it was a full Goliath. Yeah, it was a Goliath um, barbarian, I think. Rahan was the name. Okay. Yeah, I actually cool. used Ryston in my storyline of Grahad's backstory because they put me on the stop and spot. I wasn't ready for it, so I was like, "Shoot!" Ryston being the cleric that you started as. Correct. For context. Yes. So yeah, so I actually used Ryston as my backstory that Grahad used to be his mercenary um, and used to protect him during his battles. Interesting. So. I use part of your world and someone else's world. Oh, so you sweetie. You sweetie. Uh, so what I'm hearing is that if you try D&D once, you'll be addicted. Obviously. Like, I don't know. Like, um, that it is, it's, it, it is drugs. Uh, yes. Okay. Cool. I mean, it all depends on the experience. If you have, and like, that's the thing I, like, I would say to anyone starting up the game. I know many people that have had really bad experiences. And they would never come back to be uh, D&D because of that one experience. And I wouldn't say play your D&D mindset off of that. Like, some, like I got lucky, and I had a group of people that helped me along and really helped me enjoy it. Like, I know if I, you know, like, I did have that first experience that was cool, but I didn't, it wasn't, like, super awesome, and I didn't, like, write out a basic training, go find the nearest game store, which I've never been to a game store, so I don't know if even that's what they're called. Um, <laughs> 
think I think they're uh, hobby hobby shops. Is what is what they're normally referred to as. I find. I've been to a hobby shop and bought in like drone parts and stuff like that. That counts. Uh, yeah, I'd say that. Uh, yeah, I'd say it counts. <laughs> I'd say I'd say it counts. They, I guess they did have like um, what's that uh, Warhammer? They had like Warhammer stuff in the shop. So I feel that if you go to a hobby shop and get anything, you're 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 in. You're fine. Okay. Unless you like go in. And ask to like use the bathroom or something. I usually go in and buy like nerds in the back and beat them up and take their lunch money. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I would I would be there to uh, to to protect to protect those nerds. I would put down my uh, put down my dungeon master's guide and <laughs> protect them. I mean, they make they make thick books for a reason. Yep, they work as shields or hammers depending on the situation. Depending on the situation, uh, you could also throw it, I guess. Yeah, I feel like yeah, but the edges would be quite painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a like a shitting gun star. Alright, so Riley, uh, <laughs> so Riley, I would like for you to uh, think on it and tell us about one of your favorite moments during a D and D game, whether it was. Whether it was playing, like something that your character was involved in, or whether it was like watching something else happen between other players, but yeah. Okay. Well, I think of my favorite moment. I'll give you my first moment that real that made me realize, okay, maybe I need to do it. So this is back to that first game. I not knowing what I was doing and still being a shit, still being a shit about kind of how I'm playing was just like, oh, I have burning hands. I'm nervous because I'm a hermit, and right, that's how hermits are. So I'm like, my hands are on fire. Um, Jordan steps in, is like, cool, the bush next to you is on fire. Then Tatiana, our monk, comes in and is like, oh, I step, because both of us are new to D&D this, but she's like, I step on it. And she's like, and Jordan goes, you take damage. <laughs> so this is where I realized, okay, there actually are consequences to our decisions. So I think that is actually one of, even though it was kind of me just being a shit, is a very pivotal moment of me realizing, okay, Things matter. You can't just, like you can do whatever you want, but every action has a equal and opposite reaction. So I wouldn't say it's always equal. <laughs> but you know, yeah. something might happen. Whether that's something you see or something that happens games later. Mm-hmm. And to the to the DMs out there, if you are starting up with a group, I think that's one of the first like important things to establish uh especially with newer players because yeah i think i think most most people are coming from like a video game you know background um where they're like in control of a character but everything is kind of predefined i can do x number of things and at the end of the day like i can just you know joke around and do whatever i want and it's fine and like it's fine too however you know, you want you 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 want to set that that uh expectation that your actions, you know, will cause things to happen, and that it's a living, breathing world. Well, at least in in my games, you're you're free to run however you you'd like. To an extent. To you know, to to an, to an extent. <laughs> don't don't be mean to your to your to your players. I mean, unless that's what they want. Unless yeah. Maybe. Unless that's what they want. Maybe that's the kind of campaign they're looking for. Yeah. 
I'm a, I'm not a, I won't judge. I, I specifically run a gluttons for punishment <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. I, there probably are games like that. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It'd be interesting. So was that, was that just a moment that really stood out to you? Yeah, that's probably or, one, like, that's probably one of the strong moments. But like my favorite moments are currently what we're currently doing in game. So playing as Rice and the cleric that I played as, the one that like it wasn't the character I chose, but it was a character I began to love. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. But now I play a bard, which the main reason I switched to playing a bard is because a lot of people say I'm a real life bard. I sing randomly. Well, you are. Yes. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff that is very bardic in nature. Um, I try to be a motivator. I can talk for hours on end about the exact same topic. Um, yeah. But so in game, one of the most amazing things that, and uh, very specifically is using uh, major illusion yeah major illusion is when it is just the ability to change the landscape around you and to affect those around you and to diffuse a situation without relating to violence right away because mm-hmm. before before loot stepped into the party a lot of the times we didn't have that option. We could try to talk our way out of it, but there wasn't a good distraction piece other than yeah, sneaking yeah. away. So we well, still can sneak. Well, there weren't like those those you know clutch spells right. that you could, you know, what things are getting rough. I need to pull out something now. Yeah, uh, it was kind of like a, a lot of, you know, preliminary stuff. You know, thing things that would that would be in preparation for something that's going to happen but when you guys were usually in the thick of it it was it was pretty difficult for you to get to to get out yeah for sure like one of the the there's two main moments one was during one of tatiana's current challenges when i uh when loot cast it would created a massive tree and distracted the villagers mm-hmm. and then another was when right before that when we were up there and very simply just used suggestion on the uh, chieftain and controlled what was it about 50 50 people because mm-hmm. he controlled the one person in tra- charge and was able to easily escape from a situation that was going south very quickly it wasn't looking too great yeah. for for context they were in the middle in the middle of like this this uh this icy terrain and i think they were they were standing on top of like a huge, you know, ocean frozen over. And there's like this this barbarian chief and a bunch of other people that are that are like surrounding them. And Loot like suggests to the chief, you know, you you wanna let us go. <laughs> like one hundred percent super like Jedi like I'm I'm uh yeah. I'm waving my hand right yeah. right now in front of the mic. You want to let us go. Yeah. And they failed their save, so they wanted to let you go, and never, and you know, all of them just like obeyed the the, the chief. That's cool. Yeah, and it, and it worked out well. Like this spell lasts for eight hours, and which was enough, plenty of time for us to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it worked. Um, and like, I honestly did not expect it to work. I was just like, because the situation was getting heated, Val was getting upset. Um, Val was getting ready to attack. I saw Tatiana and Samiko 
didn't know what the heck was about to happen, and I was like, you know what? I might be able to change the tables real quick, like. Because mm-hmm. even Luke speaking on his own without the power of suggestion has a plus 13 to persuasion. So even it's if... a persuasive little bastard. Yeah, even if he's just trying... Or even if they're trying to just use their silver tongue, they'll probably win, even without the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. So adding that suggestion just makes it you know, all the better. Right? And sometimes their persuasion has failed a few times. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't, you can't win, win them all, but a plus thirteen definitely helps. One hundred percent. I know some some DCs that are like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Yeah. I'll just roll. roll I'll, three. Yeah. I'll, I'll roll a two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, as long as I don't roll a nat one, that's usually pretty fine on persuasion. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you do roll a nat one, if the if the DC is easy enough. Yeah. You still pass. <laughs> All right, so Riley, my next question for you, and I feel like you uh, kind of answered it, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just just to see. What do you what do you like about D and D? What what brings you back to the table? Actually, none of it. I don't. I honestly have no idea like about the table. <laughs> I actually hate D and D. I don't even know what I'm right now. <laughs> Um, I'm actually just here to talk to you, Jordan. Yeah. I'm in love with you. (laughs) Anyway, he's figured it out. Um, There's so much. So there's not a single one thing. The main factor that originally kept bringing me back was the party. The players that I was playing with were people that I enjoyed in real life. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that helps, but I know that's not something everyone has. So I'm going to wait to my second game. Because that's probably what more people relate with. Where you're into a game where you might know one or two people. I knew one person. Uh, I knew one person who was the DM. And the rest of the party, I didn't know at all. So I walked in blind. And I was kind of just like, okay. You know, I already started, had played another game. And it was working out well. And I kind of wanted to play a more upfront, fighty character. So barbarian it was. And what kept bringing me back and made me really just love that character was just the the difference. There's so much you can do in D&D. It's a completely brand new world. It's, yeah, it takes a while. It takes three, four, five hours of your day. Some people play 12-hour games, <laughs> which I would not be against, but uh, as long as we have enough breaks, um, it's not conductive to streaming or anything like that. It's but, not. I, I feel like... Uh, like with my workload i can't do it now but yeah when i when i first started running they were like (laughs) it was like eight hour games it was like you know come over at 7 p.m and we're ending at like four we definitely had some very long sessions at first but like the, the main thing that really brings me back is the fact that you're playing a completely different character whether like me playing luke i'm playing myself or playing a version of myself i wish i could be or maybe you're playing someone that you never would want to be, but it's a challenge to yourself because it's something you get to push the boundaries on your own imagination. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's really what it is. It's learning the limits of yourself and being able to just enjoy it without having to rely so heavily upon a lot of the things we rely on these days. We rely so much on predetermined situations, whereas in D&D, a lot of it's up to you. So Everything is up is up to you, really. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you're in like, you know, a situation where 
you only have like one choice. Yeah, you're doing like a I guess. and it's a you know very strict line. But still, even then, you could turn around and head back. Yeah, a yeah. Of, that's, that's There's always reason. choice. Yeah, and that's one reason why like I love D and D, and it's also another reason why I love current video games. We've moved over to open world gaming, mm-hmm. and when we back when I first started playing as a kid, everything was very linear. I like the I used to I did. Um, used to read those choose your own adventure books mm-hmm. you know, where you kind of have to pick through it um, and choose your own adventure and that's what you get to do with D&D but it's even more free because you're not stuck on what the writer wrote the writer is in the room with you and he has to wing his book along with what you're saying hmm. sometimes you're following his path and sometimes he's catching up with you yeah uh, I will say I think, you know, DMs out, out, out there definitely put a lot of time into it, but the, the true, I think, story aspect of it is written by everyone at that table, you know? Like, people making a decision that completely, yeah, I, I couldn't have planned for, no one could plan for, and then the story is just completely different now. Yeah, and that's why, like, I... I also really enjoy watching D&D streams now, too, is because you're not just watching someone tell a story. You're watching, it for us, for example, you're watching seven people tell a, tell a story. What's your favorite D&D stream? Obviously, Chaos Conductors. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Are there, are there even any other D&D streams out there? Chaos Conductors? I would really like to, like... If, if, I, if, I, if I wanted to find them, how would I? I usually, the way I found them was I went to chaosconductors.com mm-hmm. and I clicked up there, the Twitch button there and I just been tuning in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. Wow, wow. And I'm just, I'm hooked. I Man. really hope that sometime I can actually, maybe the DM will like, I've been messaging him on Twitter, maybe he'll notice me and I can like be on stream someday. That would be a goal. I hear he's really busy, but he's trying his best, okay? <laughs> 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 I hear that he's trying. But yeah, no, like, yeah, no, that's that's the one thing where, like, because it's, I suppose, made that's the main reason why, I like, watching and playing D and D is you are, you get to, do, you either get to, even if you are, like, let's say, there's plenty of scenarios when I'm playing D and D where loot is not in the action. Loot is sitting back, might not even be in the room. Or there's times where Loot will sit back because, like, even though Loot is a bard and is a very vibrant personality, they know their place. They know that there are times when they're supposed to speak and there are times when they're supposed to sit back and wait. For example, in a couple episodes back, we were speaking with the Queen, and um, a lot was going on that Loot was not privy to. Mm-hmm. So rather than Loot stepping in and telling everyone and taking control of the situation, Loot allowed it to play. And played cleanup afterwards because Luke realized that was the role he needed or they needed to play in that situation. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's the one, like, and, but there's plenty of situations in D&D which, uh, that, which I love is where you'll see a individual player and maybe just the DM talking. And they're in a situation that you're not in, but you still get to watch that story. So you get to sit back and enjoy a story and take a break for a second. Any moments like that come to mind? Um, when you have, when you're talking about like that, 
I guess, DM and player interaction, or even player and another player interaction? There's so many. I'm trying to pick, pick on one that, like, really stands out. Um, I guess probably one of the most recent ones is a lot of uh, Tatiana's art. Um, a lot of that, a lot of that took place as um, the players being a viewer or two players talking together. So um, recently, when we were going through, and um, she was figuring out about their past, um, Loot wasn't actually there. Mm-hmm. Loot was just. In some situations, was unconscious or was completely in a different room. <laughs> you still, I still got to sit there and watch the story unfold, which is also very hard about D and D. Is you get to see and know all this information. You're basically watching as a viewer from the outside, and then you have to hop inside the body of the character you're playing. And be like, oh wait, I don't know. I don't know that. that. I don't know that yet. (laughs) I wasn't actually there for that. Yeah. So like, you can try to roll insight and be like, what does their face look like right now? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. even then, you know, like unless the character tells you, you're one hundred percent oblivious. So, I think that can lead to really interesting moments. Uh, Like in our in our previous game. Well, in one of our previous games, there was a lot of talk between Tatiana and Valgave about, like, the things that were happening with Tatiana's mom and all this stuff. And and then everyone else is, like, completely oblivious to it, even though they're at the table hearing it. And, it, yeah, it was, it was a lot of drama. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, I think, I think it's time for our... Last question. Oh. Well, what might that question be? It is the top question. Oh. The best question. I hope. The question that we're all here for. What's my favorite color? Yes. Red. No, I mean blue. Ah, oh, man. You, you, you hesitated. Therefore, it's null and void. <laughs> I've fallen off. Go ahead and leave. I just watched Monkey. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to kill, kill your character. I've never watched that. It's on Netflix now. Okay. Okay. You know, I think I was telling someone about this, but everyone's always telling me, like, oh my god, you've never seen that thing? And then I'm like, no, I haven't. And then after a while, I finally watch it. And then uh, the requests just never stop, ever. (laughs) And I I feel like while while I'm catching up on things... I'm missing out on the 2019 stuff that five years from now, someone's going to be like, oh my god, you didn't watch that? That's why you have to be like me and watch things on two to three times speed, uh, and you're always got up. I can't, can't do that with all this, uh, with all this D&D. Fair, fair. It's too much. That's a, that's D&D has taken over. Master the skill of listening to two things at once. Got two ears. Might as well use them. I can listen to three conversations. And maintain about seventy to eighty percent understanding. Those seem like very made-up num- numbers. Uh, no, I, we actually te- like uh, I, I say uh, side conversation. I'm an air traffic controller in the military. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. Our, in training, they we actually would challenge each other and uh, try to listen to multiple conver- multiple shows at once. 
and test each other to see what we could do. I remember our instructor was like, well, what I can do is I sit at home, I read a newspaper, I watch TV, and I listen to my wife, and I understand them all. And I was like, challenge accepted. You know, I've never wanted to refer to an air traffic controller as a nerd until right now. <laughs> it kind of makes me have makes me happy. Like you guys, you guys are nerdy in your own way. Yeah, that's every career field has their nerds. Whether you're a nerd about strategies out on the field, or you're a nerd about how you're putting together that car. There's so many different aspects. It's more about, I wouldn't really call it nerd. It's more love. Fair. I did see my roommate watching uh, some kind of car repair thing. <laughs> and uh, and I, uh, he he was like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. What you watching there? Is everything okay with your car? He's like, I'm actually watching this for, you know, myself. I enjoy this. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay, man. You <laughs> You didn't have to explain it to me. That's yeah. fine. Enjoy, enjoy what you want. Yeah. All right. All right. So this final. So question. my my last actual question: What does what does D and D mean to you? What impact has it had on your life? What does it What does it mean to you? Why is it Why is it what it is? That's a lot of questions. It made me. I thought it was one question. I feel like it was. Uh, more insight into the question. You, you have a you have a pa- you have a high passive insight. Okay. <laughs> so the impact on my life is I now have four to five hours less out of my Sundays. Um, but no, D and D has actually been quite beneficial, mainly because I didn't have imaginative imaginative outlet like this. Because a lot of the current hobbies I have or current side, well, I did, but currently. Um, my current hobbies, I don't have many that require me to think outside of the box and to think on my feet. Mm-hmm. I used to do more when I was dealing with drones and painting and stuff like that. Things I'm trying to get back into, but I'm just currently not. Um, that's where I was using more of my actual mind. Whereas this is probably my main hobby where I actually um, get to think. I get to really get engaged in what I'm doing and be a part of the situation rather than dealing with preset guidelines, which is honestly the best impact it's had in my life is it's not boring. It's something that allows me something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So I can be having a shitty work week where like I'm just, it's just thing after thing, complaint after complaint, request after request. But I'm like, all right, it's Monday couple more days I get to D&D or I'm like okay when I get off of work you know what I'm going to take a look at my character spend some time and just mull over that Um, there's definitely been days where it's been a rough day at work and I'll come home and I'm like you know what I think I could be I could play a better character if I watch some videos on X, Y, and Z so I'll hop on YouTube and spend some time doing that so it's definitely added another interest to my life and it's also great because now I never realized how many people out there play the game. Dude. I also there are so many people out there. I also realize how many people don't play the game, which doesn't surprise me. I'm the only person in my uh, career field, in my in the military, uh-huh. at least in my unit, that plays the 
Well, it sounds like they're missing out. And I, that... I've gotten one of them to actually watch, so maybe they'll convert, so we'll see. I don't know. I feel like, well, I suppose it depends on the person, but I think for, for, those, for those people that have just never watched it, I'm sorry, have never played it, it's going. It's going to be super effective to to just have them sit down and play a one shot or something like like that. Yeah, I still that's remember, that's how you sell them. No, one hundred percent. I still remember the first time <clears throat> I told them, I was like, "Yeah, guys." So I took the plunge. I'm like a super. I look like a super nerd. They're like, "You already were a super nerd." I'm like, "No, I'm like a super nerd now." They're like, "What do you mean?" Like I played D and D. They're like, "Honestly, I thought you already played." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what their response. I was like, "All right, fair, fair enough." So um, it's. It's had a, a great impact on my life in a way that I would never take it back. I would never go back and undo that first day. If anything, I would slap myself and be like, Dude, Why didn't you do this sooner? No, I just go back <laughs> and go in with a positive attitude. Just imagine really going with a positive attitude. I went in with a why the hell not attitude. You know, there's alcohol involved, or there was, and I was like, you know, worst case scenario, I have a few drinks, I spend some time with friends and I had a good evening. I'll be honest, I I definitely felt that like 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 the the uh, that response that you had to it, and I was like, you know, I can I can really think on that and like let it bother me, or I can just show a really like positive side, positive out outlook to the rest of the people that are at the table, and hope that he picks up on it and like starts having fun. And it becomes something that's like cool, or worst case scenario, <laughs> and you leave and you're like, man, that sucks. As you walk out the door, then I can just tell your friend, like, okay, Riley, Riley can't can't come back. No, but but you 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 did, and like that attitude changed yeah. throughout like while we while we were playing and it was it was very easy to recognize and say like okay i, think I got him got i got him was the energy that jeff had the amount of energy jeff had for the game because like i saw i always imagined jeff as like very similar to me a very like bro type you know hmm. like an alpha like doesn't you know doesn't do all these nerdy things and whatever and it's just like I can't believe you just called yourself an alpha on 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 the podcast. Okay. I've been called one for so many years now that I just accept and move on. Sure, sure. There's, there's some things in life I don't like to admit to, but when you're told it ten million times, I might. I don't like to admit I have blonde hair, but people tell me I have it every day. Wow! Now all our listeners know that you have blonde hair. <laughs> oh God. Uh, it's only blonde on one side of my head, though. But yeah, Jeff. Jeff is like super cool. Yeah. Everywhere. You look at him. He's, he's got, just he's cool. Got hair. He's got his super hipster rims on. Smokes his vape, and I was like, and like, and like the attitude he had towards D and D was just very enthusiastic, and he was just very into it. And I was like, well, I guess if he likes it, it can't be that bad. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And like, like everyone at the table though, like it wasn't just Jeff. It was... Do you mean to do you mean to tell me that like I wasn't that cool cool guy that you're like, man, if Jordan's into it? I honestly didn't know you that well back then. All right, 
cool. People knew what most at the table. You didn't know how cool I was at the time. Was our paladin. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Ben very well. I knew my friend very well. And I knew... Uh, I kind of knew Jenny. I knew Jenny better than I knew you. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did that? Yeah, but... So... Except, like... I, the only, I saw most of the seasoned adventure coming out of Jeff. Whereas yeah. out of Ben and Jenny... And uh, Claire, I didn't see that. I didn't see the seasoned adventure coming out. Yeah, yeah. I saw the seasoned adventure coming out of Jeff because he is a seasoned adventure. Yeah, he's 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 played a lot so. before this this campaign. So that's I guess that would be one tip. I guess is if a DM can have it, if you can have one seasoned adventure, which is hard to find, but if you got one, it does help. Helps me. Cool. Yeah. That is a good tip, actually. Like. If you uh, can at least have one person in the party who has played before, having them in is good. The only piece of caution I would give to that is if that seasoned adventure is, you know, kind of imposing their will upon others. Like, you should do this. You should do this. Why aren't you doing this? Oh, yeah, we didn't. We of course didn't. we didn't. Our paladin definitely didn't do that. But if we did, we definitely got rid of them with the quickness. To be fair, some of their advice was extremely useful and helped me out as a new aspiring player. Sure. But after you kind of, you know, got your sea legs, was it really necessary? Accurate, it was not. <laughs> yeah. So respect is is very important at the table, and suggestions are always good, especially from a seasoned adventurer to a new a newbie. But at the end of the day, uh, all the players have to find their own path. You know, they have they have to find how how they want to play their character, even if it's not the most ideal or the most optimal. Um, as long as everyone's having fun, that's really like that's the that's the most important important thing yeah. enjoy it enjoy it yeah. like, that's <laughs> my number one thing to say to any aspiring gamer it's not do what i did the first game which was i didn't go in thinking i was gonna enjoy it just go in just make the best of it one of my current mottos is what's the worst that could happen the worst that could happen is you hate it and you never come back oh well that's, seriously that's three hours of your life that at least you got to spend it, you know, doing something rather than sitting in your bed watching a Netflix show that you could watch anytime. You're doing something new, and you're trying something that maybe you'll never get to try again. So. And some of those movies that you watch on Netflix or whatever are also like two and a half, three hours. And if you don't like it, I mean, it's it's kind of kind of the same as that. But I can pretty much guarantee that. I mean, I haven't met a person who's had a one shot or has played a game with like decent people around them because like uh, bad really bad players or really bad dm can you know affect that a lot but i haven't met someone who's had an experience like that with decent people who isn't like man i want to play that again i want to do more of that you know what i'm saying yeah that's i completely agree with that i have most people i've met like I've, they've definitely told me of bad experiences but that's because they just happen to have bad experience but it's usually due to something toxic happened 
you know? Mm-hmm. But that's why, you know, if you have a bad situation, try to find another group. Try to find another DM. See what happens. That's why there's uh, Adventure League. That's the thing, right? Yep. Advent- Adventures League. Yeah. Those are always, like, or like a lot of conventions do it. You know, you go up, a lot of one-shots. Super useful to figure out if D&D is your thing. Yeah. So, you know, you if you found your way to our podcast, you're probably, and if you made it this far into the podcast, you're probably slightly interested into being. Yeah, you're, you're probably you're probably slightly in, into it. So why not take the plunge? Yeah, I I ran a, a couple of games that played through convention a little while ago, and like my first group, I had six people. Second group, it was like eight people. There was like five, and yeah, it was it was great to just sit down with these with these random people and just play and. I actually had uh, one one person out of all of those who had never played, and was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm into this," and is like, you know, stuck. Is, yeah, Does yeah. Make you proud? Uh, I'm 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 always proud. Yeah, but it make you proud of you that you made them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I can run a game for someone and they want to pick up the game afterwards, I consider that a success. Were you using uh, Zephyrus or were you using a book world? I wasn't using our campaign world, Zephyrus, at all. I wasn't using a book either. It was all just kind of, you know. Because you weren't doing anything in generic, shop, right? In generic world. Okay. You know? Okay. Like, it was more about the setting of where they were. Right. As opposed to the overall world and all that stuff. Because right. you're not you're not going to create all of that yeah, lore a, and everything for a one-shot. Yeah, it's only a two- to three-hour game. Exactly. Know? You don't yeah. need to put all that extra effort into it. I get that. Well, yeah, so like one of them was they were at, you know, they had to go to a mansion. So the only real piece of environment that was focused on was like the mansion grounds and, well, like the cam- the, the campus and the mansion itself. So kind of like that. Well, that's, that's, all, that's all I got for you today. Until next time, man. Until next time, <laughs> thank you for 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 coming on and and talking to me. I get I get really lonely some sometimes, so you know it's nice to to just to just talk to someone, and yeah, and and happen to be recording it. Well, Luke and Riley <laughs> are the same person. They always enjoy talking and are always ready for a conversation. Ah, flattery will get you everywhere. Perfect. All right. I'll see you viewers later. Make sure that you are spreading the word of Air D&D and review us on iTunes um, because we like reviews and it helps other people find the show. And that's always great. And if you want to catch us live, we will be at twitch.tv slash chaosconductors every Sunday at 5 p.m. EST. You all have a wonderful day. Three square meals and a homebrew routine. Airbnb is the place for you. Enjoy your stay. Wow, there.